are here for a reason. Breaking down the Brotherhood, one prayer at a time. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. You are here for a reason. And yes, today we are going to be giving you the truth. Of course, we're continuing on in our uh, journey about uh, this little mini-series of the Synagogue of Satan. I'm going to be joined by Cisco Wheeler in just a moment. Uh, I will tell you to the audience uh, just the amount of interference we had to get on. And, you know, normally I could say, well, Cisco's not completely technical savvy or something like that. It was on my end this time. I'm telling you, people are going into my computer and clicking buttons and stuff. They don't want this out there. Uh, But we are going to compare all the information that we put out to the Bible because God did not leave us undefended. We just never knew to look for a lot of this stuff. We just accepted it as norm. Uh, But it's not, folks. And at the end of this, I'm telling you, you're going to see one of the biggest lies for the last couple thousand years that has affected the world. Uh, but as we come on, uh, there, listen, there has been some warfare already. Cisco has asked me if she could open up this with a prayer. Normally we pray uh, before we start the broadcast, but I think in this particular instance, and because of the severity of the information that we're bringing out. I think it was her wisdom to say that to open up in prayer. So without further ado, uh, Cisco Wheeler, welcome back to right on radio. Such a privilege to be with you. Thank you very much for the invite. Well, you know, you're always welcome Cisco. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Such a privilege to, to pray before, the throne of god what a privilege it is to know the lord as savior to know that we're redeemed washed in the blood of jesus oh it's such a privilege to know jesus as lord in our life you know he's the integrity of his word he's a man that he should not lie he's a man that will not repent he truly is the son of god and he is the only son of god so i would like to uh, pray uh, according to the word of god because it's the word that is alive. It's not Cisco. It's not what Cisco says. It's what God says. So in accordance to his word, my prayer is, let me make known the mysteries of the gospel. Jeff and I come before each of you with a heart full of such love and compassion for the souls of man. And we want the mysteries of God to be revealed according to Ephesians 6, 19. And may we understand the deep things of God, the deep things of God, according to 1 Corinthians 2, 10. And let me understand your deep thoughts. Those are God's thoughts. See, God does speak to us. We can hear the voice of God from the inner most part of our being, we know when we hear the voice of God. We know. And that is according to Psalms 92.5. And let my eyes be enlightened with your word. Revelation knowledge. To understand who God is. What a privilege that we can even come before the throne of God and ask that our eyes would be opened. We'd have enlightenment, spiritual insight, spiritual truth, revelation knowledge. That's Psalms 19.8. See, our eyes are blessed. As we, when we accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, he took the, the blinders off of our eyes so that we could see. 
So the word says that when we read his word and we grow in him, learn of his grace, learn of his mercy, learn who we are in Christ Jesus, for we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Our eyes are blessed. That's not just external eyes, but that's internal spiritual eyes. And that's according to Luke 10, 23. And it says, let all spiritual cataracts and scales be removed from my eyes. I'll say it again. Let all spiritual cataracts and scales be removed from my eyes, according to Acts 9, 18. Because, see, we're a fallen man, we're a fallen nature. And until we accept Christ, the cataracts and the scales cannot be removed. So we need to pray that the traditions of man will be broken. The lies that we have been lied, or the things we've been lied to about. We need to ask those scales to be taken off of our eyes and off of our heart. And it says, let me comprehend with all saints, which is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of your love. Think of those words. Let me comprehend with my, all saints, that's those that are born again in Christ Jesus. What is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of God's love? Ephesians 3.18 And let my reins instruct me in the night season and let me awake with revelation knowledge. Psalms 16.7 So today we're bringing revelation knowledge to you. What we're bringing before you today is very dark and very sinister and it's very evil and it's to, it's the depths of hell itself. But I'm bringing the word of God to you because it has to take first place. I take my position in the heavens and bind the principalities and the powers that operate against my life in the name of Jesus. That is our prayer. I receive the rain and the blessing from heaven upon my life and in the name of Jesus. Okay. So today we're going to put on the whole armor of God and we're going to stand in righteousness. We're going to go forth putting on the whole armor of God. No weapon formed us that will ever prosper. The great I am stands before us. Go ahead, Jeff. Such a privilege to be here just to share the love of God, the word with those that are listening today. We're so blessed. Uh, thank you, Cisco. And thank you for that prayer. And thank you for all that scripture to start us off. Um, I should, you know, Cisco, I, we, I don't like to cover the dark stuff with you. I much prefer doing some <laughs> the ministry stuff with you. Although this is ministry in the fact that we have to, you use the right words, the traditions of man and the things that have been passed down and we've taken for granted because the lie has been repeated so many times over generations. Mm -hmm. And we need to compare that to the word of God. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and, and it doesn't hold up, folks. So the, uh, the one thing I do need to tell the audience, because... Uh, every time you come on, Cisco, we have a couple thousand new listeners. And praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, absolutely. So I do want to just uh, give a brief introduction. Uh, not only is Cisco the author of many books, and we're reading from chapter 15 of Behold a White Horse, um, which is just a brilliant book. It, it's like your encyclopedia of knowledge uh, to get to clean out the cobwebs of the world and i highly suggest it's available online uh, multiple places just put in uh cisco wheeler author and you'll you'll find it uh, but cisco wheeler was raised in the system at the highest levels of the system uh, we are thankful that the lord actually saved her at a young age but she remained inside of the system for a long time. Uh, she was programmed. She actually became a programmer 
She did multiple functions inside of that, but then uh, got out of it and lived as a preacher's wife in a very active ministry and a blessed husband who uh, I've never met, obviously. He was deceased before I got to know Cisco, but from everything I hear about him, uh, he never had anything to do with the dark stuff. He just loved God, and they had an anointed ministry for many, many years, and her ministry does continue, and it's Cisco Wheeler Ministries, and uh, I would encourage you, uh, if you're not on her Patreon, to go to her Patreon, uh, because it, she put us, well, first of all, you've been on fire lately. I can't even keep up <laughs> right now, but uh, uh, Cisco, you really have been putting out a lot of stuff to your Patreon, uh, folks. You care about them dearly. I know that. Um, you communicate with them often, and uh, it's almost always very encouraging. Sometimes there's some expose stuff, but you also you also share things that you find important, uh, but you put out so much encouragement. I love my Patreon family. You know, I, I it's such a privilege to, to go before the Father every day and pray for each and every one of them. It, it I am so blessed. Uh, I feel so blessed that I have received such a beautiful gift, my Patreon family, that I can just love them, hold them up, bring the word of God before the throne of God and say, you promise according to your word, Lord. And I pray for each one of them every single day. Sometimes the Lord wakes me up in the middle of the night and the name will come to me and I'll just start praying. I don't know, always know why. I just know that God has woke me up and it's time to pray. So I feel so privileged that the Lord has brought this Patreon family to me and I welcome anyone that would like to come. I will share with you my heart and the word of God, which stands true. Thank you, Jeff, for that opportunity to share that message. Well, you know what? And, uh, and you never asked me to do this, but no. listen, we're, uh, Cisco and I talk all the time offline and, and she didn't give me permission to do what I'm about to do. So, uh, <laughs> please don't hold this against me, but li listen, uh, Cisco is retired many years, so it's not like she can go out and get a job right now. Um, she had to move from her house to a place that was much more affordable after her husband died, so she lives very humbly, and her car is over 20 years old, folks. Uh, she can't really go get an auto loan because she's not working, and she really does need a new car. So uh, if you're able to support her and perhaps if you can commit uh, monthly on her patreon even at a higher level uh, with her car in mind um, you would really be blessing her because she does need a car uh, to do uh, to take care of her family uh, she's very active in her grandkids and her kids lives and also because we're going to be doing a retreat one of these days we're going to announce something and cisco is going to join me <laughs> well we have discussed that a long time ago but there there were some circumstances in between but I'd hey, love let's, to do that, Jeff. That'd be i know you would and we'd love to have you uh, so let me start off this way and uh, yeah i know you just saw the last episode uh, before this but uh i want to start off with reading uh just the the introduction again, because it, it was put at the top for a very reason, and it's C.H. Spurgeon ended one of his great sermons with uh, against popery with these words. So this entire thing is a quote from Spurgeon. I count no words too severe. If my every speech should be a thunderbolt and every word a lightning flash, it would not come too strong to protect against the accursed system which once degraded the whole earth to kiss the pope's foot and is degrading our nation still and that through a so-called protestant church oh god almighty thou suffer his people to go back again to false gods and saints and saintesses and virgins and crucifixes relics and cast clouts and rotten rags for this also will they come. If thy grace prevent not, O oh my hearers, Jesus is the only Savior of sons of men 
believe in him and live. This is the only gospel at your peril. Reject it. I pray you receive it for Christ's sake. Because what were you thinking when you put that in your book? <laughs> first paragraph. <laughs> yep. Of chapter 15, which is what yes. we read from. Which is called the synagogues of Satan. Yes. Synagogues of Satan. And I just put yes. it up there on the screen for those of you watching on video. Uh, Behold a white horse by Cisco Wheeler. All right, Cisco. Uh, man, you don't you don't hold back much in this. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 by the way, you'll notice I don't do a lot of fluff either. Um, I've actually lived by a mantra, and this is from before I knew Christ. <laughs> and tell me what you think. I don't know. If, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but I've always lived by diplomacy causes confusion. <laughs> Just spit it out. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I call that the sin sick soul. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Sin sick soul. Yeah. All right. So the couple things. Um, first of all, uh, in fact, I'm going to read your first sentence in this. Uh, the religion, religious teachings of Babylon became so renowned in the in Rome the catholic church was called the new babylon and by the way you properly refer to babylon in the female as well which i noticed so is the catholic church babylon yes it is I think North America is too. <laughs> oh, and let's let's not forget the UK. It's the spiritual head of Babylon. Yeah, it's it is. the spiritual head. It is. And England is the financial sector right. and the United States is the military arm. Right, right. So where do we, first of all, um, and... I, I actually, when I read through this earlier, uh, Cisco, it was actually quite shocking to me. Some of the, uh, the things that the priests do now, are you describing a typical, uh, Catholic service or is this only at the Vatican? Uh, but you, you know, the, uh, with the priests and you put in a lot of Italian, which I did not read very well. I apologize to any Italians out there. But uh, talk, talk to me about what's going on inside the church here when they uh, perform these services. This is a this is a, a a ritual that takes place within the Catholic Church under the authority and the headship of the priest or the pope. So, in a Catholic service. Uh, and there might be a little bit of a different preach or something, but there's always um, what I'm going to, you know, you know, air quotes here, uh, traditional things that they put into every service. And it, it, that's what you're calling out and what's really happening behind the scenes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's why I want you to go ahead and read before we talk, read the rest of this chapter, Jeff. Because well, I just, I just, I just did. So people who are turning into this, have just heard the entire chapter. Oh. I'm, I'm making this part two because you said you oh. wanted your thing to oh, stand alone. I wasn't alone. aware of that. Okay. Yes. So okay. I have read the entire chapter. Uh, people are familiar with it. And uh, I gave a just a tiny bit of commentary. Uh, but oh, now I it's up to it. us to discuss this. For some reason, I missed that, Jeff. I was still on page whatever. <laughs> Okay. Uh, no, that's okay. So uh, the audience has heard the entire uh, oh, okay. thing Very now. Good. So okay. Let's just discuss it and tell tell me. Let let's let's start unpacking this, if okay. you would. To understand this ritual of pulling Christ down, and um, 
that Jesus Christ must obey the priest and come down from heaven to go on the altar. This doctrine is witchcraft. And I do not apologize for saying it because we have thousands and thousands and probably millions of individuals that have been trapped in the traditions of Catholicism and they're on their way to hell and only God can set them free. I'm not saying there aren't some Christians within the Catholic Church, but if you're a Catholic and you're still practicing witchcraft at the level in which these priests practice and you're sitting under that false anointing, under that spirit of Babylon, you are guilty of the same sin that the Pope is committing. You have got to come out of Babylon. And the only way you can come out of Babylon is if someone like Jeff and me and others out there that aren't afraid to say, this is witchcraft. This is sin. This has absolutely nothing to do with Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Jesus of the, Jesus the Nazarene, the Son of God, the only one living God. It has nothing to do with the Jesus that I know. Nothing to do with the Jesus you know, Jeff. They, there are many Jesuses in witchcraft. Many, yeah. many, many Jesuses. And this is the Jesus of Babylon. So let me let me just ask you a question right there, because uh, you had mentioned that the priest uh, is pulling down uh, Jesus from the heavens. I'm not going to say from heaven. I don't want to be confusing in this. But that is... This is that isn't our Jesus. No. Because our Jesus does not obey a priest. Because the principalities are in the within the heavenly realms. So they're pulling down the stronghold, the demons that are in the heavenly realm. And there's the a demon dimension. named the Zeus. Right. It's not the Jesus we know. No. This is the false spirit of the antichrist and and let's just uh, and you also said something cisco that i think we need we need to clarify if you are in a catholic church and jesus has forgiven your sins you've actually gone to jesus accepted him gave over your life well you're saved but if you are going and asking a priest to forgive your sins, you're cursed. That's right. The scripture says, come out of Babylon and be not partakers of its sin. I didn't say it. God said it. Be not partakers of its sin. You think God didn't already know when he gave the word of God, the anointed word, that he didn't know there was going to be a Catholic church? Of course he did, because he knoweth all things. But the thing that I guess I want you to really to understand, that the priest, the pope, they have the supernatural, they handle the supernatural forces. They hold the demons in the palm of their hand. They control them. It's, and that's the same thing they do in witchcraft. So yeah. the fallen angels are actually responsive and controlled because, because as being created in God's image as man today, we have a higher authority than the angels. Is that why the angels are in the palm of their hand? Well, the, they call them down through their rituals. Because see, there's three thousand... Many times in a lot of the rituals and the ceremonies that are done in witchcraft, there's over 3,000 hand signals that the Pope uses. And every hand signal is linked to a demonic spirit. So what they do is they pull down the, the stronghold in the supernatural realm. And then that demon is forced to obey the priest's command or the Satanist command. 
Yeah, and for what it's worth, the the demon wants to do this because the oh, demon yeah. ate man. Right. You know, so it's not like they're being ordered. It's like they're being welcomed. Right. Oh, they love their job. They love their job. They're fearful. You have to realize the demonic force is afraid not to do their job. Right. Because they have to answer to Lucifer if they fail in their job. And what would Lucifer do to them? This is something I've never explored before. I have to ask. There's a punishment in the demonic realm for demons that do not do what they're according or that do not do what they are told to do. Making trying to make it simple. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They have to follow the orders, the command. See, every ritual has has a message deep hidden within the recesses of that ritual. There is something that is being done, something that is coming forth. For every act, there is an action. And every action brings either good or evil, good or bad. Yeah, there's always yeah. something that's caused yeah. by it. So, yes, uh, it's a very hard subject to talk about, Jeff, because you don't want to be offensive to so many that have been trapped by the traditions of man. But I don't want them to go to hell. That's more important. You have to put the price. There's a price to pay. You know, it, it's funny. A couple things in this chapter stand out to me. And, uh, you know, one of the very first ones is Pope Julius II, who put the uh, basically an Apollyon statue mm-hmm. in there. Now, Apollyon uh, is mentioned a couple times in scriptures, but really uh, the main offering is in Revelation mm-hmm. when Apollyon who is handed the keys. And and that's important to notice because Jesus took the keys. So he probably took them from Apollyon when he went from the cross, he went down to hell. He took the keys of Hades and he went up to heaven. But at the end of days, he hands the keys back or an angel picks up the keys and gives them to Apollyon. And then Apollyon goes and opens up the pit and the locusts come out. Yeah. Christ took the keys to the kingdom and Satan got to see his kingdom authority. His lordship, his kingship. Yeah. And you know what the church doesn't teach, but they don't realize that when the Lord went into the bowels of about or the the bowels of earth for three days and three nights. He was he was taking his authority back. I mean, he already had it at Calvary, but when he rose from the dead, he had the authority. But the devil and the fallen ones didn't know that. So he presented himself to the fallen angels that had fallen in in the first earth age. So, uh, I shouldn't say first in the earth age. I say during the fall of Lucifer. So, excuse me, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, but when the, when the fallen angels fell, they weren't hideous looking. No, they, they were beautiful fell. angels. They just fell. But when they stood in the presence of Almighty God, they melted like they melted. And they became hideous. And God let them see what they had done. And you know, in rituals, you look upon those fallen ones. And they're ugly. They're hideous. They're scary. And why are they scary? Is God wanted those that had eyes to see, ears to hear, and a spirit to receive truth. That they could look into the dark side. They could look into the darker things. And they could see it for what it was. That is amazing. I never had that concept before. Um, 
when they stood in the presence of the Most High God, Jeff, they melted. I mean, they became hideous, hideous looking. Now, one they thing that I'm, beauty. one they thing I'm pretty beauty. sure, one thing I'm pretty sure about, and I'm going to ask you this just while we're on this little rabbit hole here. Okay. Lucifer was not in hell. I don't think Lucifer's ever been to hell yet. He's not in hell. He goes to and fro throughout the earth. He goes before the throne of God saying, can I do this? God says, no, yes, no. So, so Lucifer or Satan is not hideous looking like these other fallen demonic spirits. And it was the worst of the worst that were really chained up in Hades at that time, right? Uh, are you mean, was their countenance changed? Is that what you're asking me? Well, I said, yeah, so Satan's wasn't, uh, but he was yeah. made a lizard, a snake, essentially reptilian, but he has many forms. He has many forms. <coughs> and angels can take different forms, folks. Yes, they but, can. Yes, but they, they can. can only hold them for so long yeah. is my understanding. Right. I have no right. proof of that. I've Right. Uh, well, I did a chapter in my book about it. Yeah, that I think I read that. Yeah. I probably got it from you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, listen, I I've never done anything like this. I've never been in that world. Uh, yeah. Did I right. dabble in it before I knew Christ? Uh, yes, but did I ever do a ritual, a spell, or anything? No, I didn't. I just researched it. If and really, that's all I did. Um, so he has, so right away from, from the 1500s, they've cut the destroyer there in, uh, and by the way, you know, you'll just mm -hmm. look at, uh, at the Vatican and now there's some videos out there at the ritual rooms below it. Um, it's sick and it's nothing. And, and even the new arena that they built is nothing but a tribute to Satan. Like it has the snake eyes, everything. It's a, it's, it's a rip, it's a reptile, you know. Oh my goodness, I haven't seen it. I haven't looked at it, Jeff. I really don't know. Oh, so this, this is built uh, in recent years, and it's an yeah. auditorium that backs on to the Vatican, and it's, a, it's basically, you know, formed after a reptile. I, I believe it's actually called the arena. Mm. Okay, I'm looking through my glasses. So the priest has power to command Christ and he must obey, but he's taught, we're talking about fallen entities here mm -hmm, uh, because mm -hmm. there's, there's lots of different levels of angels. Right. And the power of consecration. Now you mentioned consecrating quite a bit in here. And for those who don't understand what consecrating is, can you uh, please explain that to us? It, in other words, it totally turns itself over to, to the authority, to the Pope, to the priest. It just totally surrenders all. This is so dark. And and so this is done basically in every Catholic church. And even a good, well-intentioned priests are trained to do all of these uh, quote-unquote traditions, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you have to realize for every mass, there's there are specific incantations, spells that are in operation, and they have to do different masses at different types times of the year for different Christian holidays, and I use that word uh, yeah. loosely. And then during the ritual. A demon must materialize into this dimension and must do the bidding of the witch or the Satanist or the Pope. He has to do the bidding. He has to be obedient. So the demons have to obey. And that is so important to understand. You'll never understand the root of a mass spiritually 
until you understand that these demons do the bidding. Same thing in witchcraft. Because it is witchcraft. So who's controlling who? Well, listen, we were made above the angels, and that's what really, when, when Lucifer saw that, he got jealous, and that's what got his pride to rise and why he got kicked out of heaven, because he saw our creation coming. So we're made higher than them. However, they are more powerful than us uh, in many ways. Uh, we have a greater authority. We just don't walk in it often enough. But so when, when you're talking about this ritual that's happening in the Catholic Church. I want to just put myself in in a pew. Uh, I'm an innocent. I, I walked in. Um, I'm wanting to learn about God, so I'm sitting in a pew, and I don't see a physical manifestation of a demon. If I did, I'd run. So tell me how that works. Well, you have to understand there's many different types of spirits. Now, in witchcraft, when a demon is called into the circle, and you call a demon forth, it's coming, kicking, and screaming, and cursing. That's just the way it is. But in the Catholic Church, it's a loving demon. It comes under the mantle of love and peace and the goodness of God. It comes under the false anointing. It comes under the nine gifts of the Spirit, only it's a mirror image of what the true gifts of the spirit are. So there, it isn't coming kicking and screaming and cussing. It's coming in love and the fruits of the spirit, even though it's the false gifts of the spirit. So what are the effects on uh, on me, just the, the visitor who walked in and sat in the pew? Um, I Do I feel a loving sensation in the room? You can because some of them, yes, and healing. Healing, love. But you have to understand that during a ritual, because of the hand gestures that are used, I don't know how to explain it so you can understand it simply. Let's have a balloon. You put the congregation in the balloon. The priest ha does his mass or his ritual. And the spirit of the the spirits within the demonic realm infiltrate and go into the balloon like a covering like it's like a mantle it's like covering that balloon has covered you because you're in the balloon right well within these rituals especially this ritual it covers you with the false anointing the kundalini spirits and those kundalini spirits can manifest themselves any way they want to manifest themselves they can come forth like, oh, I love you. Everything is okay. Everything's fine. It's that false anointing. And it, it lies to you. You think, you really, I believe a lot of the those that have sat under these rituals, I truly believe they feel like they're close to the God, but they're not. Because well, these spirits have the ability to manifest themselves as love. And, I don't know how to explain it in these. Well, 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 let me uh, let me just add to that then. So, because you mentioned the Kundalini spirit, and as we've discovered mm -hmm. in some of our previous episodes, uh, there's a lot of these charismatic evangelical mm -hmm. churches that uh, that have this same spirit. It's manifesting in a different way. It's more manifesting in emotions, in uh, physical signs. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little bit more discreet in the Catholic Church, mm -hmm. but it's the same it's false just, Holy Spirit. It's the same. The Protestant churches are, are not ignorant of these things. They just practice it with another form. It's just another form. Wow. You know, Jeff, um, I don't know what I was Go 
Go ahead. I've lost my thought. Well, I, I guess, you know, we could, when we look at this, and your, your chapter really painted a, a very good picture. Uh, you, you were a really gifted writer. And actually, well, one of the things you sent me that, uh, you sent me some notes on on it as well. Right. Uh, I think, and you, they're quite lengthy. I think I would, I want to post them uh, as well, uh, following this, uh, if, if I may, I haven't even read yeah, through it yeah, all. Yeah. But if I may, I want to post what you wrote as an addendum to to this and uh, some different notes because it's I'm just kind of glancing at it and it's very detailed. Very well, detailed. Really, you know, Jeff, I like to write, but I don't like to talk. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. like to write in my silence when I'm just talking to the Lord, but I do not like to talk. Never have liked to talk. If I had my choice, I'd sit on the back row and I would hide under the pew and I wouldn't come out. I've always been that way. Um, I just would rather go hide somewhere. But, you know, I, I think it's really important. Listen to these words and let him, let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Let him show you the truth. How horrible. How sadistic. How evil! I it just makes my blood boil. This belief system is the priest brings Christ down from heaven and renders him present on the altar as the external victim for the sins of man. How dare! How dare anyone! send such a terrible message to the world who do these people think they are they are born of flesh and blood that they think they have the power to bring christ down and the sad thing about it isn't the jesus we know jeff it, it's the it's the hordes of hell that they're bringing down on that altar and spewing it out out all over the congregation and falsely giving the Catholic people that want to know who Jesus is, a false teaching, a false doctrine, a false hope, a false redemption, a false, it's false, false, false. And it just well, makes my heart just want to weep for them because they're searching for truth. And they, they have are. been lied to for generations. They've been lied to. And, and Cisco, when someone leaves one of those rituals, as innocent as they were in partaking in it, there's a door opened into their life. Oh, and yes. these demons are going to be surrounding these people. Well, you have to realize these are generational spirits. And because they're in that canopy or in that balloon, those are generational curses. Every time they take a wafer, every time they take a communion, and I don't even can't even go into it here, the blood that is involved in all of this, the sacrifice of innocent children is involved in this. Uh, these generational spirits go all the way back to Constantine, back to Babylon. So you got many, many, many centuries here involved. And you wonder why they can't be free. Because of the generational curses. Those gener generational curses have to be broken off of them. I mean, every time you take a wafer and you digest that nasty thing and you put it in your mouth, you're bringing in what they do, what cult does and what the Pope does, what the priests do is... When they make these wafers, they call it spirits of Catholicism to follow the wafer wherever it goes. So if you take that wafer, you put it in your mouth, you swallow it, you digest it, the demons follow it into your body and it attaches itself, that spirit attaches itself to your body, your soul and your spirit. And you are rooted and you are grounded solidly in the lies of Catholicism and witchcraft. And the same thing with your communion. 
demons are called up to follow the communion because there was innocent blood in that communion. And I think there's a couple keys to this. First of all, you were willfully ignorant of God's word. Because if you had read God's word, you probably wouldn't be walking into a Catholic uh, church <laughs> if you really knew the Bible, right? No, uh, I think that's a fair statement because that's obviously you'd statement. see the problems with Catholicism. You'd see that you don't need a priest to forgive your sins. You don't go to confession. You don't do this. You don't do that. So you're willfully ignorant of the Bible. You walk into there of your own free will, mm -hmm. and then you partake in their communion in ignorance, but it's a willful choice. A willful and the will has everything to do with it, doesn't it, Cisco? Yes. And you have to understand how deep the root goes, though. And only the Holy Spirit can take the axe to the root. See, this is spiritual. It is deep-rooted all the way back to Babylon. To Constantine and and to the fall, Lucifer's fall, it the root is so deep that only the Holy Spirit can do the work that needs to be done. When you've set under any cult, not just Catholicism, call it like it is Mormonism, more more witchcraft, uh, it's all around us. It's not and just the, you know evangelical it, churches, as I said, are not exempt from this. No, they're not exempt. And those spirits also, whether it be Catholic or whether it be Mormonism or whatever, they have generational spirits too. And only the work of the Holy Spirit through the fire and the water and the wind of the word of God can there be total deliverance. It has to be the work of the Father. We have to go back to the cross back to who we are in Christ Jesus and let the Holy Spirit be free to do the Father's work in our lives because we are all sinners saved by grace. We're all sinners saved by grace. So, Cisco, let's just talk about that, uh, the generational curses and things like that because I, I think we've done enough, we've pointed yeah. out enough and I, I certainly get her book, uh, folks, and read it for yourself or replay the episode where I read the chapter at least and, and understand how deep it goes. But um, let's start to talk about remedy. You said that the, you know, and obviously God can break generational curses. God can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, but when we pray to break generational curses, and, and I'm asking this as a question, I'm not saying I know this for a fact, but um, what I have tried to do is try to be as detailed as possible in each of those prayers. Not just one general prayer. God, please break right. all my generational curses. Yes. And, you know, I'd be happy to do that with you on another broadcast because it'd take a full broadcast to be able to pray correctly. And I would love to do that. And then they can take it and they can apply it to their lives and to their family and to whoever needs that type of deliverance. I'd love to do that, Jeff. Well, I, I've been doing it for years, so I, I actually believe that I'm free of those mm -hmm. curses now, mm -hmm. uh, especially when I found out who some of my family are and things like that. I really had to mm -hmm. get specific. But uh, because when I first became a Christian, I had heard you got to pray against generational curses, and I did, but I don't think they were broken because it was just a generalized prayer. And mm -hmm. I think I think we do need to get more specific. And I'm not yeah. saying if you forget something, you're going to go to hell or anything like that, because no one's perfect. But uh, God is very specific in everything he does. Everything he does is by design. Everything he does is. So when we come across something, when something, when he reveals something in your spirit, you want to break that off. Right. Right. That's what I'm getting at. Right. Well, you know, sometimes... Jeff, I think when people hear maybe you or me talking, we scare them. But I, I want to remind the listener that God loves us right where we are. He takes us where we are. And, you know, none of us are without sin. None of I mean, I believe that we can reach a place in Christ 
where we can be sinless. I do believe that, but I haven't reached that. <laughs> uh, no. But one thing I want to remind the listener is that we stand in God's righteousness and his righteousness alone we stand. And when we die, it's not Cisco dying. I mean, Cisco is dying, but I'm saying I don't take take it with me because I step from from death into life. And in life, in Christ Jesus, we stand into his righteousness and his righteousness and his righteousness alone makes us worthy to stand before him with holy hands. Now, I think this is really important because we don't want to scare people to death. That's not the point of this. Oh, of this talk today. That's not the point. It's just come out of Babylon. If you love the Lord, if you have a heart that wants to search after righteousness, get on your knees and call out to the of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He is Lord. Ask him to acknowledge him as Lord. There's only one God. You don't need a priest. He's sufficient. He died. He rose. He says at the right hand of the Father, interceding for all of us, for you, for me. God knows right where we are. We just have to ask. So it's so beautiful to know that, you know, the word of God says we're all as filthy rags before him. All of us. We're all guilty. But the father, the father will never see my sin. It's right. covered in the blood. That's right. That's right. But remember, don't let this scare you because in death, we stand in his righteousness and his righteousness alone. That's right. And you, you re that is your promise at the end. You know how many people in my career uh, working with elderly people who are scared to death, uh, absolutely scared to death to die because they didn't understand that, what I just told you. We stand in his righteousness. His righteousness makes us worthy all by itself. We don't need another recipe. We don't need no more salt. We don't need any sugar. We don't need flour. We just need Jesus. Amen. So a couple of questions are going to come up. And, and I'm, by the way, I'm going to, I'm just going to, uh, I, I can do it or you can do it. I would probably ask you uh, because you are guests in, in the whole house here. Uh, we'll end with a, uh, with a sinner's prayer for anyone who, is not sure of their salvation or uh, is has been, if, if you're a devoted Catholic and you've stuck around this long, uh, please say this prayer with us and, uh, and let us know that you said it, but we'll get to that. But I just want to, because, you know, we don't need a priest. We don't need this or that. Uh, we don't need a fancy building. However, we do need each other and we're not supposed to forsake the congregation of the saints. And, God wants us to get together and have church. It just might not look exactly like the traditional church. And that's why we're studying Acts now. You know, we're trying to paint a picture of what God is uh, is calling us, I believe, calling us into. This is my thoughts. Uh, you can disagree. If you disagree, shoot, shoot me what you think, you know, in the comments. I'd love to hear it. Uh, but... So what if, if someone wants to get together and maybe they're looking for another church or a group of saints, because, you know, when, when you and I get together, we're, we're, we're at church, right? You know, that's, uh, that's kind of how it works. But, you know, I always tell people, if you want to know a counterfeit, you have to study the real thing. Absolutely. And you won't know the counterfeit unless you study the Bible. And that's why someone who did not study the Bible, was ignorant of the Bible, walked into a Catholic church. By the way, I was one of those guys, folks. I willfully went to a Catholic church on my own because my parents were atheists. I wanted to find God. I went to a Catholic church looking for God. I changed schools, went to a Catholic school for two years, looking for God. You know what happened, Cisco? And I, I think I've told you privately because I've shared some of my testimony with you. I haven't shared this with the audience. But the truth is, when I finished that two years of Catholic school and Catholic church, I went out and bought a satanic Bible with my own money. And I would beat up Christians because I was so true. If that's God, 
I wanted nothing to do with it. Wow. That's a true story. Well, it's the spirits behind Catholicism is witchcraft. So why wouldn't you go out and buy? Or... <laughs> well, I, I did it to more to rebel, and I think it was more for shock value. Well, I really didn't want to learn anything from is? it. Jeff, what do you think the root of Catholicism is? Is the rebellion against God? Yeah. No, right. no. But I, I was rebelling against religion. That's that's what I was doing. Honestly, I was rebelling against religion because uh, I'll, I'll tell you. So I should have predated that. Um, when I was nine years old, God spoke to me clearly. That was the first time I had ever heard the word of God and God put a promise on my life. And so then I wanted to seek him out a few years later. And that's when all that happened. And uh, yeah, that's that's a true story. Well, well, I'm so glad you're planted on the solid rock, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm so glad. <clears throat> well, listen, uh, you know, I, I, I might have got burnt a lot going through the fire <laughs> to get there. But uh, um, and, and listen, folks, I'm no better than you. <laughs> Yeah, I, in fact, I'm worse than you, and I can probably prove it. Uh, however, uh, I am confident in my salvation, and I have just one of the best things that I did in my life, Cisco, and I know you have as well. Is not only you know did I say the sinner's prayer, but it was at that point I had made a lifetime decision, and I just said, no matter what comes at me, I've already decided. And I will not waver from it. Yeah. I just made that decision. You know, yeah. someone says, well, we proved God isn't this because of this. And we have these scientific. I'm, I'm not even open to it, folks. I'm not even open. Not even going to consider it. Don't waste your time. I agree. When you, when you find the truth. Listen, the truth is first denied. Then the truth is tested. And then the truth is accepted as truth. And it is the oh, God is the only truth we have in this world. So you, we've got to get to know his word. And we have to start living in him and through him. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm going to become a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not called to it. <laughs> all right cisco let's uh would you would you be willing to lead yes, in a yes, sinner's prayer our gracious heavenly father yeshua homeshed jesus lord the great i am father we acknowledge that that <clears throat> you were born of a virgin birth that you died, that you rose, and you sit at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf. And Lord, we are all sinners, but Lord, we just ask you, Lord, that if we have sin in our life, Lord, to forgive us, bring us unto righteousness. And Lord, may we acknowledge you as Lord. And Lord, as we acknowledge you as Lord, let our testimony come forth out of the innermost part of our being and let us Give glory where glory belongs. And Lord, let us stand in righteousness that you might be glorified. And you know, Lord, we know that repentance is simple. Because you made it simple because we needed a simple gospel. It doesn't have to be traditions of man. It's just the simple that I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shall be saved. John 4, 16, in the beginning God created, I'm sorry, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is the gospel, yeah. the beautiful, simple gospel of love and mercy and grace. So, Lord, just cover each and every one of us and those that are listening. We ask you, Lord, to release the Holy Spirit in each of their lives and may we grow in righteousness. May we grow in truth and knowledge and wisdom, and may we come to know you as Lord of our life. You know, Lord, we know that many times there's so many that know, they acknowledge that you're Jesus, but they don't live it because they haven't accepted you into their life. 
So this day, let there be a new day, a new beginning by accepting you as Lord and Savior of their life, as Lord over their life, that they see you as Redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And listen, if you just said that prayer, uh, first of all, uh, believe it. Because if you said that prayer with integrity and you really meant it, uh, God's promise is that you will be saved. And yes. and by the way, we've got a, a great support team. Uh, if you're not on Telegram, uh, I suggest you download the app Telegram. And uh, when you do, uh, there's links in the description below this episode, either on Podbean or video, wherever you're watching it. And you can go, we have a, a main channel, which is curated news. We have uh, a chat channel where we just have community. We talk back and forth. It could be about anything. Uh, we have a digs channel, which is like the wild west of Intel. We just let anyone put uh, Intel there. And then I curate uh, Intel and put it on the main channel. But we also have a prayer channel. And, and our prayer channel is marked private now because we've been getting hit with a lot of bots. But if you go into the chat channel, for instance, and you ask an admin, hey, I'd like to join the prayer channel, you can. And, and you can go and ask for specific prayers or or pray for other people. But I think most importantly, what I would like to tell you about is our prayer team. And every Wednesday night uh, at 7.30 and every Saturday night at 8 p.m., we have what's called our Sing and Poor prayer celebration and it is a really powerful time in prayer so it's on the it's in the app uh telegram you just click the link to join the chat at that time and it's really just like talking on the phone your phone will be muted unless you want to speak or you want to pray and then uh, your phone can be unmuted for that time uh, but if you said that prayer in particular uh, write this down eight o'clock Saturday night, that's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday night, and you want to go into our prayer, and uh, after they do an introduction and an opening prayer, uh, when they invite other people to pray, just, just click the button to raise your hand, and then they'll unmute your mic, uh, and I want you to tell the team that you said the sinner's prayer, and they are going to surround you with prayer you are going to be lifted up and by the way the the whole prayer session is it's a holy spirit moment i'm telling you you with anyone if you come to this singapore prayer celebration you are going to be filled with joy because it's the real holy spirit that shows up and by the way our prayers are getting answered every single week every single week um but if you just said that prayer we want to surround you uh well it, yes. previously you know we've had over 300 people write in to say that they've been saved through right on radio and we've had thousands of people write in to say they've gotten back to their bible and they're reading their bible more and more uh but previously we really weren't set up to help nurture but you know there's been a shaking and right now we are really welcoming and uh and there's, and there's so many people, not just our prayer team, there's so many people in our audience that are so capable and wanting to love on you. And, uh, and you need to be surrounded uh, with some good people. And even if it's virtual, it's okay. Uh, real relationships form. So I encourage you to do those things. And, uh, and Cisco, uh, before I let you go, uh, I'm going to let out a little secret about you. What? Oh, no, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Let's. Cisco is going to be my guest for the Sunday show. We're doing Acts chapter 21. So join us on Sunday. We're actually pre-taping it right after we do this. So if we're in the same wardrobe, <laughs> that's that's why uh, I will be away on Sunday. So I'm pre-taping a bunch of stuff for you next week. But uh uh, Cisco will be here, so make sure you join because it's always going to be some deep revelation. And by the way, uh, this is God's timing um, that we're doing chapter 21 because there's a tie-in with this chapter 15 
that you just did in the Catholic Church. Most people won't see it. I didn't see it until I read this and then read chapter 21. And it's going to be an, it's going to be amazing. Um, you're going to see how even everything you've been told, even if you're not a Catholic, what you've been told about the Catholic Church as a Christian and you've believed it is false. And you're going to find out on Sunday. So please join us then. Uh, final word before we end the show, Cisco. Go with God. Go uh, just have a beautiful day resting in the love of God. Just have sweet fellowship with the Father. Talk with him. Just love him. He's our Father. Just love him. So simple. Love yeah. him. And he's love, our brother and our friend. Father. When's the last time you said, Father, I love you? Thank um, you. We yeah, probably about 15 minutes before. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it There's sounds crazy, Cisco, but I'm, I'm talking to him even when we're broadcasting. I'm, I'm actually, my thoughts, I, I'm directing my thoughts to him because he can hear every thought anyway. So I'm like, yeah. oh, Lord, what do I say next? You know, oh, Lord, what do yeah. I say next? Like, yeah. You know, uh, this is very typical. And, and by the way, not all the time do I hear his voice clearly and that's why I say some stupid shit sometimes like that <laughs> uh, that was done on purpose <laughs> all right hey we'll see you next time remember love your God number one commandment love your family love your neighbor as yourself and make Go a difference God. in your community Amen. make a difference